Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Nick Foles is on the winning end of his matchup with Tom Brady yet again. Yeah, it looks like Brady lost it down. He was thinking it was third down. That can happen when you clock the ball. You you forget that as being one of the downs, but he clearly looked like he thought he had another shot at it. Yeah, you're right. He lost track of the downs. They went for a bigger shot there on fourth down than just trying to dump it off and pick up a first down. Yeah. And so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' final drive comes to a close, and they are beaten by the Bears 20-19. to Give it to the Chicago defense. They struggled early in that game. Gave up points on three of the first four possessions, but kept them a couple field goals, stayed in the game, hung around, and came back and won it. Nick Foles getting pretty creative there at the end, throwing that, I don't know what you'd call that, some kind of blimp pass down the left sideline, but he dropped it in right on the money and set up the game-winning field goal. Yeah, it was a nice floater. And the Bear defense, you know, you just work too hard, try to overcome them. You know what can give you? It can give you a Khalil Mack, 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 Mack. Like heart attack, hack, 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 hack. It's not as good as... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not as good as your COVID did. Ah, see, you've set the bar too high, PK, which I think we all are a little stunned by, quite frankly. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, I've set the bar too high for you guys, I would agree. But for myself... You know, it's ever-reaching. It yeah. Sweet. Keep you reaching know, for gonna, the stars. I'm going to use a word that, uh, for me, trying to get better, uh, you guys have taught me this. It's, it's about eternal progression. Oh, the slow, subtle, knowing nod from Yach. Like, that's right. Yeah. You know, you should keep trying. All those times I came over to your house and chatted you up for a little while. I've got a couple of buddies want to come visit. Starting to pay off. It sunk in. And oh. the Brady thing on the fourth down, we don't know that he wouldn't have done the same thing. He could have thrown an incomplete pass anyway. Yeah. But he did but, seem to force it downfield to a guy who wasn't really open. But they could not block Mac. And the three <laughs> sacks, a ton of pressures. They also, I thought the defense also created a bunch of penalties because the Bucks were down there, and then the penalties pushed them back out of field goal range. I mean, it was just it was a mess. But the Bears' defense is really good, and the offense did just enough. Right. So Chicago's now 4-1. and one. The Bucks are 3-2. and two. All right, games to look forward to this weekend. Do you care about the Battle of Pennsylvania? You got some people who are Philly people, but Philly leading the division one, two, and one. <laughs> They're playing the three and zero Steelers. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have much. I don't get that far into Pennsylvania as far as yeah. the Steelers go, but the Philly area most definitely. And there's time for somebody. I don't know who it's going to be right now. Looks like it might be Philadelphia too take control of that division. The Cowboys are an interesting team. I don't think they're as bad as their record, but nevertheless, their record is what it is, and that's what you go by. So I'm not ready to write that off as complete and total. Whoever wins it is pathetic. Uh, Give me a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, and and then maybe. Well, the key, I think, would be to start win division games. Since you can't seem to beat anybody else, and the Giants are playing the Cowboys, so... Somebody's got to pick up a win, presumably, right? Yes. Well, unless they tie. The one and three, and I would say that's impossible, except Philly just did it. So uh, the Cowboys are one and three. The Giants are zero and four. Somebody's got to get a division. Nobody in that win ha- or nobody in that division has two wins yet. So somebody's got to get that. Your Seahawks, PK. You get to own them now. How cool is that? Four and zero playing the one and three Vikings in the Sunday night football game. That smacks a five and zero right there. Uh, it do. Uh, Vikings, I would say, are not as bad as 1-3, and three, but again, that's what your record is. I don't think the Seahawks are going to storm through undefeated. Somebody's going to get them somewhere along the line. Probably a divisional opponent. 
Well, as good as the Seattle offense has been, and Seattle offense has been very good, that defense has been giving up a lot of points and uh, keeping teams in games. And, uh, you know, the Vikings aren't that good, but if they get on a roll offensively, they might be able to pull the upset. Uh, the Seahawks defense just got to play. Just a, They don't have to be great because the, the offense is. They just got to be a little better. But giving up basically, what, 27, 28 points a game, not going to get it done. Are the 3-1 Rams back? They got, they're got at the Washington football team. They got a chance to go 4-1. To your point that the Seahawks will probably lose to someone in that division, several good teams in that division. Uh, the Niners maybe not so much just because they've had so many injuries. Uh, the Niners are 2-2. Two two. They got the Dolphins at home. But the, if you uh, the Rams keep talking it into existence, we can get them to be the Washington Pigskins. <laughs> Come on, pigskins, pigskins. I'm on board. I, I'm totally. And then on they board. would go by the skins. Yes, they're the Washington football team. It's a small jump now. Why not? Uh, the Chiefs are four zero. They got the two and two Raiders coming to town. So chance for another team there, another unbeaten team to track this weekend. That's a uh, morning game. That's the early game on CBS this week. Don't know what the late game is because they did move the Broncos and Patriots. Are you ready for Monday afternoon football, PK? How about Tuesday afternoon? 3 o'clock kickoff for the Broncos and the Patriots on ESPN. Yeah, I still think they should have a Tuesday day game. They might. We'll have to see how it plays out. It'll probably go prime time. See if the uh, Titans can uh, can get, get through a few days without a positive test and then they can play that game. There's the NFL, DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. These guys play hard, they play physical, play with great effort, and there's an aggressive style of defense. Tyrone Nix, defense coordinator, was at Ole Miss when I was at Auburn, and so I've seen his defenses before. They're going to challenge you. They're going to challenge you with their scheme. A lot of extra pressures. Really, everyone on the field could be a blitzer. The defensive line, I think, is the strength of their team. Those guys are well coached, and they play hard and physical. They hit you. When the ball is snapped, they come off and they try to hit you right in the teeth. And, and I respect how they play, and so I like it. It, it challenges me as a coach, and, and I know it will challenge our players, too. That's Jeff Grimes as BYU gets ready to play Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears. It's an outstanding defense, PK. They are very, very good. Man, he's got a little Lou Holtz in him. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think where we're at BYU, I think you have to do this more than ever because you've been slaughtering folks, and so you have to maintain an edge. And, you know, if that's the way Jeff Grimes wants to approach it, uh, I think we'll Brian Keel on in a couple hours, and I and, uh, think he can address that this is this – this is an old story for BYU. They haven't had the story in a good while, but it's an old story of, ah, you're good, but you haven't beat anybody. You, know, you just, come on, man. And so these guys have got to find a way to, to have an edge and you have to take these teams for what they are. And, you know, you should win, but you can't have that attitude you should win. The only way you can win is to go out there by doing it. And that's also, I find it fascinating, these coaches. You know, a lot of these coaches have been around the country. And the intersection of these guys, uh, this guy was at Ole Miss when mm-hmm. I was at Auburn. And yeah. you see this all the time. And they, know they each have other. this connection somehow, some way, going back where you were there, I was here, and all that type of thing. And it, uh, it usually there is something going on. And, and sure enough, Grimes has that in this case. So the thing with uh, UTSA and that defense is they they won their opener over Texas State 51-48 and Middle Tennessee State 37-35. Uh, they blitz them from all over the place because they just can't match up and cover people. I mean, they, they, they gave up over 500 yards to Middle Tennessee, and we were laughing about Middle Tennessee State earlier this year because they were playing a bunch of BYU's common opponents and getting worked by Troy and... Uh, Army, who we thought was a common opponent at the time, 42 to nothing and 47-14. We thought, well, Middle Tennessee's no good, and these guys played a two-point game with them. So, and yeah, the that's all in the past, though. Yeah, the record's 3-1. and one. That's good, but you look at some of the scores, I think BYU ought to score a bunch of points again. 130 ESPN2 as the Cougars try to remain undefeated. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. 
Well, PK, I might have spent a little time complaining about BYU releasing all their news on their TV show at 10.02, right after we got off the air. And so now, if you're just patient, which I wasn't, suddenly something breaks your way. And look at the Utes holding media availability during our show during, quote-unquote, fall camp. Fall camp is finally fall camp. It's Fall camp in August never made sense. It should have been summer camp. But now it's fall camp. It's October, and uh, we're going to hear from Kyle Whittingham today, plus both of the coordinators. Uh, yeah, for our show and our listeners, this is outstanding. You don't have to wait till later today. You can hear exactly. We're going to do it at 9 o'clock. And every day that they have media availability during training camp, I always just call it training camp. You're right, because it seems silly to be calling it fall camp. It was 100 degrees out. Uh, that's not the case, although yesterday, I guess, it tied a high of 85 degrees. It was quite warm yesterday. Yeah, it'll settle down here soon enough. But, uh, yeah, this training camp, which starts today and runs for the exact three weeks, that uh, something that we can get fresh, man, listen to our show, and we'll have Kyle. We can have him on every day uh, as he speaks on, on issues. And, obviously, the quarterback thing is a big thing, and it's a big development. Anytime you have a quarterback battle, it's what makes the camp the most interesting and so that'll be something we won't get to see any of it because what they're doing is they're practicing still at the regular time but they're holding the camp uh, the media availability in the morning this is an interesting situation a lot of a lot of programs hold it in the morning because they practice in the morning now kyle's holding it in the morning and then as i understand it the practices are still later on in the afternoon Correct. As if they were going to class and all that stuff, and most of the guys get to the facility after lunch somewhere between 1 and 2. I've been over there, and you can see them all start to make their way over to the football facility. They all start to, either they're walking over or they park across the street there to the east and, and come across what's that guardsman's way. And uh, So they're still going to do that. But I'm excited, man. That football camp here for the East. I know they're excited. We'll get to it in a second. Houston. Houston had a 53-day training camp. (laughs) (laughs) That's just way too long. (laughs) Yes. I mean, gosh, you know, all these years I've been covering college football, the three weeks in August always seem to go forever. Get on with it. You know, you're looking for games, particularly when, like, uh, like last year, you know, when there was nothing that was needing to be decided for Utah's camp because they had everybody that had been a two- or three-year starter. This year's a little different, so I'm excited for it. It starts, and uh, it's later than we anticipated, but the fact is, you know, we are less than a month away from these guys taking the field in a real game, and that's just great news. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So Houston had a 53-day camp. That, just to put it in perspective, Normally, you're covering camp. By the time you get to the fourth week, you are absolutely here in the line. We're tired of hitting each other. We can't wait to hit somebody else. Houston hit the fourth week, and they had four more weeks to go. Little did they know. Yeah, that's just way too long, but that was the circumstance that the way it played out. The fourth week, usually you get a little bit of a fresh air because it's game week. It's around practice uh, between 12 and 15, and you still have... Uh, 10 practices ago to go approximately. Fourth week, you get into game week, and you could sense a different form of excitement. But Houston took a long time, and it took a long time for them to show up to this game. For oh, my fact. gosh. They were such a mess offensively early in the game. They threw a pick six, and there's a fumble. Strip sack. Strip sack, and uh, then the big lineman falls on it at the one and kind of scoops it into the end zone and tumbles onto it for another touchdown. So Houston had three turnovers in the first quarter, and they were down 24-7 early in the second quarter, but they have speed, they have athletes, they make big plays, they can throw the ball, and they ended up winning 49-31. They spotted Tulane a 24-7 lead and then came all the way back. So... Also had five turnovers in this game. Yeah, they finished with five when it was all said and done. So that's BYU's next opponent, and they just look uh, a cut above everything BYU's had to play so far. Now, will BYU handle them easily anyway? We have all next week to obsess about that, but 
Houston's got athletes. We'll see if those mistakes is just, uh, well, it was week one and, you know, the other guys have played and you haven't and there was just a lot of hype and excitement. Or are they just really loose with the ball and they're going to be coughing it up again next week too? We have, we have all week to ask that question. You like the name Clayton Toon for a quarterback? Well, I, I think that the BYU Cougars are going to tune him out, that's for sure. That's it. There's a lot of puns to be made with that. you got a full yeah. week to look forward to that, too. Houston just had a tune-up game. All right, so the big games this weekend, well, it was supposed to be Texas and Oklahoma, and then they both went and lost. That took some of the zip out of that, but uh, you can kick off your day with that. That's 10 a.m. on Fox tomorrow. And Florida and Texas A&M, 10 a.m. on ESPN. North Carolina and Virginia Tech are both ranked. If you like your ACC football, that's 10 a.m. on ABC. So, a full day of Power 5 football if you like PK. Well, not quite. You got that last, you don't have an 8.30 kickoff there for a... No, we don't, but yeah, I'm excited for Saturday. This is the best Saturday that we've had. A lot of games that I'm going to be, at least I can watch to some degree to tune tune up for BYU. I anticipate being in front of the television at uh, 10 a.m. and and sitting there watching that and getting ready for the Cougars at 1.30. Yeah. Uh, the other games, Tennessee's playing Georgia at 1.30 while the BYU game's going on, and we'll see if Arkansas's for real or what their deal is. They're playing Auburn at 2 o'clock on ESPN. The primetime games, number 7 Miami, number 1 Clemson. Is somebody going to beat Clemson? Put a little drama in this thing. Beat Clemson. Mix it up a little bit. Uh, number 2 Alabama plays Ole Miss, so the two big dogs are uh, – Kicking off at 5.30. Alabama's on ESPN and Clemson's on ABC. University of Colorado received clearance to begin their training camp. The Boulder County Public Health Department told Colorado to go ahead. I think they were getting ready to uh, pull a San Jose State and move somewhere, and then they got the word they're okay, so they can stay put. So one more thing for the Pac-12 to line up as they get ready to go in about a month. Baylor, meanwhile... On a bye this week, and they've suspended all football-related activities because they got to evaluate positive tests. they got to bye, but then they got to Oklahoma State, the last undefeated team in the Big 12 after that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. What I've learned being a Laker is that the Laker faithful don't give a damn what you've done before. Until you become a Laker, you got to do it with them as well. So they don't care about your resume at all until you become a Laker, and then you got to do it as a Laker, and then they'll respect you. I've learned that. That's LeBron James. Okay, maybe if he wins the title, the Laker fans will look at him as a Laker, but the rest of us aren't going to look at him as a Laker. You know, it's not the same as baseball. You know, in baseball, uh, what cap are you going to have on in the Hall of Fame? How's that going to work? But, okay, basketball, you don't have caps. But what cap, what jersey should he have on in the Hall of Fame? Is he Cle- To me, he's Cleveland. Is he Miami to you or is he Cleveland? There's no he's way he's LeBron. the Lakers. He's, he's just LeBron. LeBron. He's yeah, above he's LeBron. all teams. He's an all- outstanding ball player, one of the greatest of all time. If you want to argue greatest, fine, go ahead. I don't care. Uh, but he's LeBron because he. I think that, that that's the way these guys have set themselves up uh, in the, the, the David Stern intended to highlight the individual, which was a brilliant move, and the fact that he's moved multiple times and is going to win titles with each of them he is simply lebron he's not james that announcer can't i always think who's got the ball james james who no he's lebron and that's who he is he's known by lebron and that's who will be the rest of his life so he's not a laker he's not a heat he's not a cavalier he's all of those but he's not individually any of them he's lebron Game five tonight, it's the Lakers and the Heat, 7 o'clock on ABC. The Lakers are trying to win title number 17, which would tie them with the Celtics. Clippers' uh, Lawrence Frank has been honored as the NBA Executive of the Year. He helped sign Kawhi Leonard and trade for Paul George, so they gave him that, even though they went out in the second round. Here's your award. Congrats. You really want this trophy over here, but this is your consolation prize. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Laura leaning over to get the sign from Will Smith. One and two. Grisham awaits. Here it comes. Down he goes and the Dodgers win. And they will head to the National League Championship Series for the 14th time. 
Five down, eight to go to put 1988 to bed once and for all. As they route the uh, San Diego Padres tonight, 12-3. to Dodgers sweep the Padres 12-3. The Braves sweep the Marlins. Miami has finally lost a playoff series. That took too long. But they lost a playoff series. Braves win 7-zip. The Braves are piling up the shutouts here in the postseason, PK. We talk about pitching and how much it matters. The Braves, they are coming through big time. Uh, Five runs in 49 innings. uh, uh, It's very hard to beat that. So it's Dodgers and Braves in the National League Championship Series over in the American League. It's the Astros. They beat the Athletics 11-6. They win that series in four, and now they wait for the winner of Game 5 tonight, the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Yankees win 5-1. to one. Can they do it, PK? Can they knock out Tampa Bay in all that pitching? Sure. They got to a Game 5. They're close now. They can smell it. That game is at 5 o'clock today on TBS. And then you've got uh, the NBA game at 7 o'clock tonight. So, a couple things for you to watch tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Where are the goals going to come from? RSL, three losses in a row. The only goals they've scored in this stretch have been own goals. Somebody's got to break through. It's Vancouver, and they're not good. He lost to Vancouver at home, arguably the low point of the season. Either that or Colorado blowing him out at home. But those are, those are hands down the two worst games. So if a little revenge will get you worked up, go for that then. You know, Vancouver. They play Saturday night, 8 o'clock. That's what's trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up today, Lincoln Kennedy. Raiders Radio, Pac-12 Network football analyst. He'll join us. We'll talk with him about the Chiefs and the Pac-12 preseason poll that has the Utes third. He's coming up at 8.30. The Utah football availability with head coach Kyle Whittingham and with the offensive and defensive coordinators Andy Ludwig and Morgan Scally. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. And Brian Keel, the former Cougar at 9.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sad news. Eddie Van Halen passed away. What a great guitar player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible yeah. musician. My parents bought me a guitar when I was a kid. It just wasn't a very good guitar. And I didn't know until I picked up my buddy's guitar and I'm going, hey man, this is a lot more fun. Wait, wait, wait. So you would have ended up just like Eddie Van Halen had your no. parents got you a nicer guitar? No. no, it was a piece of garbage. The strings were really far away from the, uh, what do you call that thing? Whatever. It's like my golf game. I got to blame it on the equipment. Right. Whenever I perform surgery, it doesn't go well. That's because the scalpel is very good. Yeah, yeah, right. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at Syringa Networks. Net. All right, we got multiple questions up today, but one, one of them just jumped out at me, PK. Yeah. Some ESPN dude compared Zach Wilson's leap to the leap that Joe Burrow made, getting yeah. out of hand or realistic? Anish Shrove from ESPN. I'll take getting out of hand. What Joe Burrow did, who's done that? Joe Burrow. Right, and that's the list. Well, I think there's been other players, uh, you know, don't get the run uh, that they have. Last year, Terrell Burgess did and ends up being second-day pick. Was it the Rams? So doing what Joe Burrow did, you know, you can't go higher than number one. You can't win a more prestigious award in college football, I suppose, than the Heisman. I think it's been watered down, but still the Heisman. It's, it's a glamour award. So you can't get any higher than that and the things that he did in 15-0 and zero as a team that literally is the ultimate, and they won the national title. But can it be compared to the leap that Burrow made from where he was to where he ended? Can it be compared to it? Is it exactly like it? No. 
but can it be compared to it? And I get your point, but I think you have to look at it a little deeper. I think Zach Wilson's made a lot of improvement, and I think the thought of him going to the NFL in the spring, if he chooses, is no longer outrageous. That's now a realistic possibility. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I don't. I can't say right now how good an idea it is or isn't. There's still too much football to I be can. played. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yes, it's absolutely a great. Why idea. Why is it a great idea? Because you got to strike when the thing is hot. Yes, I agree with that. And, and you want to make as much money as you possibly can. So the time is coming. It's going to be fast approaching. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great idea. It's probably the only idea that he can do if he wants to maximize everything. I mean, if, assuming he continues to play well, well that's which the as assumption. long as he's healthy, right. but he will. He will play well. That, that, if, he plays, if he continues to play this well and he's healthy, then I totally get going. I, 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 that's what it'll be. 100%. Uh, understand and approve of that idea, but yeah. if he plays better teams and he throws three picks, it's going to be it'd be a better idea to come back and improve. Oh no, I rarely think it's a better idea to come back. I think you got if you're in the discussion to go and you'll be drafted, go. go. Yes, I, I just I, oh well, yeah, he's still. It's not like uh, you're going to play professional competition at any point in college. They're not going to draft him based on what he's done against uh, who they play the second game. Be drafted on potential because that's what so many people are. There's very few quarterbacks who are considered finished products coming out. They're all drafted on potential. I mean, Carson Wentz played nothing, nobody. He didn't even play Division I opponents. So if you put yourself in the position to go, go. It's a fantastic idea. It's really the only idea. ESPN dude comparing Zach Wilson's leap to that of Joe Burrow. Getting out of hand or realistic? Oscar, right. Burrow just did it against the best teams in the SEC. Wilson plays good, but he plays when he faces a defense like Utah, he struggles. Of course, we didn't see him play Utah this year. Andrew says, I don't understand why he's getting so much hype. He's been playing against cupcake teams. Burrow was playing against SEC defenses. What am I missing? Someone help me out. I'm sincerely trying to understand, not trying to troll. Okay, so then they shouldn't draft Josh Allen. They shouldn't have drafted Carson Wentz. I mean, that, that's the thing about quarterbacks, that you can play at the highest level. Big whoop. <laughs> Big whoop. <laughs> Are you eight years old again? Big whoop. What's the difference there? It's not a. It's about what you have, not about what the guys on the other side of the line of scrimmage have. It's about what you have. Do you have an NFL arm? Can you go through an entire game and only throw two incomplete passes? They'll look at you on film. Whether whether the other team's good or not, are you always making the right read? And they yeah. Do- and you take right now on that draft, Sam Darnold or Josh Allen. One guy played the Mountain West. One guy played in the Pac-12. Who are you taking? Right now? Right now. Literally every single person would take the Wyoming Cowboy. Wait a second. He went up against San Jose. Oh, what's your point? I don't know, I don't know if they played him but that year. But you get I, I get the point. Yes. Yeah. The point is who, who's panning out in the, in, in the NFL and who's getting benched and who's undefeated leading the division. It's about what you can do. What are your skills? that they're drafting you on. Brian, oh, please, my eyes are rolling 360s on that one. I compare it to a star player in the NBA Development League. When he makes it to the NBA and faces good competition, all of a sudden he's not so good. Okay, but every quarterback coming into the NFL is not so good. I was trying to think uh, while we were discussing this, who's come into the NFL really as like a finished product? I mean, Brett Favre won a Super Bowl, Hall of Fame career, and Atlanta traded him early in his career. Well, no one's a finished product. Right. When you're 22 That's years of age. Agreed. Ben Roethlisberger won a Super Bowl early, but he was basically handing off when he won his first Super Bowl, and they were playing great defense. You know, he didn't have a huge role on it. Who had more early success than him? You know, as early success for a quarterback is really hard to come by, and the Chiefs. 
they seem to have the guy yeah, who I, beat all the odds. You know? I actually think but that it's rare. It is much, it's never been easier to come by. You know, and that may well be. I think that uh, as we look back, that, yeah, there, there are more quarterbacks having early success now than a decade or two decades ago. I'd buy that. Absolutely. Well, there's plenty of guys. Uh, Burrow's looking good. Justin Herbert's looking good. I mean, Russell Wilson looked good. Dak Prescott looked good. I think that's a, that's a, 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 an outdated form of thinking. Yeah. And that's why guys now are having the most success. So it's not hard to come by to have guys play well early. Well, I think Russell Wilson's the best example. I mean, the other guys have had success, but you know, when you're talking, you know, the Chiefs and the Seahawks won Super Bowls with young quarterbacks. And that's different than uh you know, I mean, maybe Burrow and or Herbert pulls it off, and we're sitting here. We don't know it now, but they're about to do it. Yeah, it's not about winning Super Bowls for them right now. I mean, they they the reason why they're playing is because they were picked high because their teams didn't mm-hmm. have quarterbacks. Right. So to expect them to be all that when you're going in the single digits, you expect their team to be all that. Unless it's a fluke of some trade thing, and you end up with the number one pick a la Magic Johnson in the Lakers uh, because they screwed up something, made the Cleveland Cavaliers or Jazz or whatever it was that ended up with the Lakers making a trade to get to the number one pick. You're By definition, you're going to a crappy team. So expecting that their teams to win big, it's two different stories. The team, and football's the ultimate team game, they're not probably going to win big. But nevertheless, if I'm the Chargers management, I'm ecstatic of what we got because Herbert has looked really good and Burrow has looked good. So it looks like you've got something there. They say uh, Kyler Murray, too, looked good last year. Now, looked good for a rookie. But he went to a team that was garbage. That's why they had the number one pick. Barry says, I'll keep my expectations tempered until we play somebody decent. It's easy to throw like a pro on glorified junior college teams. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That was what Riley was telling us. There are two incomplete passes. It's hard to do that in practice, let alone in a game when guys are all fired up and adrenaline rushes all over the place. Now, also, too, yeah, when you're making the throw from the right hash to the left hash, it doesn't really even matter who it's against. Because you're, when you go to the combine, you're going against nobody. And they have three, four days of that stuff. And you're not playing games. And they're checking all that stuff out. That's the thing about football. Is that when you evaluate these guys, and I think that's part of the reason why they miss. To this day, I'm mystified why John Beck wasn't better in the NFL. I don't get it. Because it looked like his senior year in 06, he was absolutely brilliant. He was a second-round pick. But yet it never really, and I know BYU fans want to go, oh, well, you know, Miami, he's a bad system. Yeah, well, I, I can't keep giving you guys from BYU who flame out and blame it on something else other than them because we did that with Jimmer. That's like, you know, we I, I refuse to accept the Tim Duncan is a center award, so that slides letter carrier into the greatest power forward of all time because you already used that with Magic and Stockton. So I'm not going to give it to you twice. And it worked, so I'm doing it again. <laughs> Exactly. Go back to the well. You can't. Yeah, I'll let you go once. But you told me Sacramento was a mess for Jimmer. And other than that, if he would have gone one pick later or one pick sooner, his jersey would be hanging from the rafters, whichever franchise. So I can't go back while Beck was Miami, whatever. I don't know why it didn't work. So you never really know. That's the thing, the thing, the good thing, the bad thing about quarterbacks is that every time they got to take a step up, they're evaluated and guys who do it professionally miss and hit all the time. Literally almost every year they do that. Russell Wilson, was he a third-round pick? Third round because yeah, he was round. short? And come on, that's crazy. And Pete Carroll put him in there, and who they have? I think they had that year they had uh, got the guy from Green Bay who looked Matt good. Was Flynn. His name? One his game. name was Flynn. Right? Matt yeah. Flynn. And he was going to be the guy. And then in training camp, Pete Carroll said, nope, he's not the guy. 
this is the guy. Now, Pete Carroll, obviously, that might have literally been the best decision he <laughs> ever made in his entire coaching career, which I think you have to say he's a Hall of Fame caliber coach. Yeah, and he, he, he is. He made that decision. <laughs> and uh, what happened to Flynn? I, I couldn't tell you what he's doing uh, he today. bounced around and backed up. I think up he and, went back to Green Bay. I honestly, think he did. As a backup. But and, I don't think he's there now. Well, if he would have played at BYU, he would have gone back to Utah County <laughs> and taught quarterback, give, give quarterback lessons. Good point. Um, by the way, one of our listeners just texted us to me saying, hey, Jordan Love had a much worse year his senior year, or his, I guess his junior year up there. Utah still State. got drafted. Still got a first-round draft pick out of it. Nobody could believe it. But he was but still he a first-round pick. Yeah, they traded up to get him. Would he have gone higher? There's that theory, but he was still a first-round pick. But was he, was he eligible to go? So he wasn't eligible. Well, yeah, to go. that year he was a sophomore when they right. had the big season. He had so he couldn't go because yeah. you got to be there for three years, and he did not redshirt, if I remember correctly, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, I remember Gary Anderson when he started Chuck E. Keaton. That seemed like wow, that was that was bizarre. And who they go down to Auburn and tripped over themselves at the end? Correct. And he had injuries that derailed what what he might have been. So uh, sometimes you you got to go with the you got to go with the best player, no matter what grade he's in, what year he's in in the NFL. And you're Anthony Lynn with the Chargers. I'm thinking, well, who's the other guy, Tyrod uh, Taylor. Taylor? And he's going to go with him. He's going to go with him. I'm thinking, wait a second here. I've seen this guy a number of years. Herbert's your guy, man. And now they he's, finally come to yeah. that conclusion that, yeah, he's your guy. I mean, I'm biased. He's a Pac-12 quarterback. We've had him on the show. Did take like a medical snafu, well. but. but. But nevertheless, man. He's your guy, and now we're we're waiting. This is just, they've done this obviously as a story, you know. Go with the vet they're doing down there in Miami with Fitzpatrick. Well, let's get on with it already, okay? And and go with Tua, see what he's got here. Especially if you're not winning, why not, not? Yeah, where are the Dolphins going? They're not going anywhere. The thought is that they don't want to throw him to the Wolves against the Niners defense. Okay, but that's just one game. So give him one more week. Fine, uh, but they didn't play the Niners defense the, the other weeks. Get these guys in there. So, yeah, if I'm Wilson, I think I'd go as, as long as you continue on the track because – That's the I thing. Want, I think that phrase right there, as long as you continue on the track. why wouldn't he? I think he will, but because he's going to play better teams and, and maybe he'll struggle. And his draft value will drop. Which makes it drop. even more so that you go. <laughs> well, if you're going to get drafted. Because then they start I looking bet. at your warts. That and that's an excellent point. He's going to get drafted. That's not then, a question. Then go. If he makes himself available, then go. He's going gonna, to. If you're going to get drafted, you don't have to be a first round pick in my mind to go. You, if someone tells you you're going to be a fourth or fifth round pick, okay, gone. I mean, Brady was a sixth round pick. That worked out. Dave says it's quite a jump from last year. I'll reserve judgment until after the Boise State game. And Mason says, if he were playing for my team, I'd say pump the brakes until they played a proven defense. But, no doubt, Zach Wilson is good. That's from a Ute. Pretty solid take. I don't think there is any doubt that he's good. I would agree with that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More on the Cougars coming up with Brian Keel, the former BYU linebacker, at 930. Utah, we got you covered with Kyle Whittingham and the coordinators, Andy Ludwig and Morgan Scally. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. And for NFL fans and Pac-12 fans, Lincoln Kennedy is here at 8.30. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Fisher from Athlon Sports. Granted, the level of competition hasn't been great, but where are you at on the BYU hype train? I'm on the bandwagon. I don't know if I'm uh, right in the front seat, but I'm definitely closer to the front than a lot of people. I mean, look, we understand the level of competition and factor that in, but um, it's all about playing who's in front of you. And, and BYU has done that you know, quite well. You know, Yes, the focus is always going to be on Zach Wilson and, and the quarterback position and throwing the ball around. But I've been very impressed with the defense. They, they have certainly taken care of business and, and done what they've needed to against some very different uh, style offenses. And, you know, really up front, um, you know, one of the strengths of the team has always been, you know, in the trenches. And I think they're, you know, certainly one of the better power five teams uh, in that respect. And, and we've seen that so far this year. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> The Raiders 
Chiefs game this Sunday brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits. Now with a silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. All the Raider games right here on the Zone Sports Network. And, of course, here, Brent Musburger on the call with Lincoln Kennedy. And Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us at 8.30. Raiders and Chiefs, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Yach says the Jets have a positive test, PK. That could slide the Arizona Jets game back. And no word, it's way too early. But this your Tuesday afternoon football thing could happen now. A Tuesday doubleheader, PK. You're getting closer. Move it to Wednesday and have a full week. If the Bills and Titans have to go Tuesday... Tuesday afternoon, and PK's prophetic, and then he raises his arms, and he takes a victory lap. I just think it would be fun to have a time frame where you don't normally have it. Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Move over, Maction. Here comes the NFL. Tuesday afternoon. (laughs) I'm just beginning to see. Now I'm on my way. Love that tune. Tonight, the Lakers are playing the Heat. Lakers up 3-1. to one. Game 5 tonight. Lakers win. They have their 17th NBA title. What is your irritation level? Rick says, I could care less. I hate the Lakers. But if you hate something, that means you do care because you'd be apathetic, not full of hate. There's a very fine line, as they say, between love and hate. Barry says, I'm sorry, what was that? I can't hear your basketball dribbling over the sound of football. Oh, no, that's basketball drivel, not dribbling. My bad. I can't hear your basketball drivel over the sound of football. Major downgrade for basketball. Oh, this neighbor. We all know this neighbor. Tyler, I love it. Go Lakers. This little neighbor went to the market? Exactly. <laughs> Mike says irritation would imply that I care. You do care. And I got a bunch of thumbs up and laughs because I think that occurred to a lot of people. Well, you saw the question and it took the time to answer. So on some level, you, you actually care. Yeah. Brian says I stopped watching. Dustin will not let it go. Do not let this distract anyone from the fact that Fisher lied to get out of his contract. I mean, we're going way back. Right? And then he's got the uh, S at the end. He's got the um, parentheses. Just contract. For a role player. Yep. Who, honestly, the Jazz didn't want to pay that much money, and that's why they let him out of the contract so quickly. They weren't exactly distraught when he decided he wanted to go. You know, okay. I think that the Lakers winning, uh, you know, they like to say, well, this, this program is good. If it's winning, it's good for whatever. You know, we heard a little resurgence of Miami football. It's good for college football in Florida. It's good for the ACC, that type of thing. Uh, and, and there's some truth to that for sure. And the Lakers are going to draw more folks in than Portland is or the Jazz. It's just the way it is. Uh, but at the same time, I think it just screams a message that I think bedevils the NBA. Yep, I agree. that when you're in certain locations, you have to screw it up not to win. Where it is the exact opposite. When you're in Salt Lake City... You have to make sure you don't screw it up to win. And there's a big difference there. Well, I think I would say if you are in L.A., you have to screw it up or you're going to be very good. Maybe not yeah. great, but very good. Said. Yeah. But if you're in a place like Utah, and, and honestly, I think this is two-thirds of the league. I don't think Utah is any different from Denver or Indiana or Cleveland. I mean, we just go through Oklahoma City. Just keep listing these places. You not only have to be smart, you got to be lucky. you got to be smart and lucky to get into the top four in the league. Lucky's not enough. Smart's not enough. You got to be both. It it is so hard to climb that mountain, and and there's I and I haven't seen the numbers. I haven't dug into them enough to know 
100% that they're true, but taking them at face value, I was reading a story about, you know, the, uh, the sports ratings are down generally, NBA ratings are down, is, you know, and there's a million reasons what it could be, and it could be all of them together. <clears throat> but one of the stories said the NBA started slipping in 2012. Well, if that's true, and I haven't gone back and looked at all those numbers, but if that's true, uh, there's a couple things. One, we've started to see people trending towards watching digitally, and it may be that that's why the ratings are slipping. But it may also be that's when the Heat won the title. That's when the first super team, players getting together, using free agency to put a lot of star power on one team, that's the first time it worked. You're going back to those two Heat teams. Now, we got a little break there because the Spurs won the title and they did it the, the old school way and the Warriors did it through the draft for their first title. But then the Warriors' second and third title were back into super team territory. And now the Lakers are back into super team territory. I think, well, we say this all the time about <clears throat> us, but I think it's true of a lot of the audience, whether they put it this way or not. We love the story. We love thinking... We kind of know what's going to happen, but we're not totally sure. And we like seeing it play out. It's our own, these sports leagues, our own reality show. They're, they're our own drama. And we think that, you know, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are going to do it. Oh, the defense isn't good enough. I, I think the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are going to do it. Or Roethlisberger's back. Or whatever the storylines are. We have all these storylines, and then how do they play out? But when it gets so predictable that you're over there like, well, the Heat are going to win. The Warriors are going to win. They got Durant. Oh, great. The Lakers tampered and pried Anthony Davis out, and of course they're going to end up winning. I think that wrecks it. And if if those numbers are right, that that's why it's been slipping since 2012, well, it's easy to see what was happening right about then. That's right about when the Heat were getting it together. I don't give a crap about television ratings. Who cares? People do. I don't. So I don't care. Right, but I think what wrecks the TV ratings is what wrecks your enjoyment, even though you sit there and watch, and you don't make money off the TV ratings, so you shouldn't care. But I but think the, it goes to the— that has nothing to do with what the Jazz are doing. But it goes <laughs> to the point that it wrecks it for fans because— Fine, it wrecks it for fans. It's so hard. What it's a reflection of is everybody realizes— it's easy for these guys to win, and they're going to, and it's hard for these guys to win, and they're not going to, and I already know how this is going to play out. It's too predictable. Okay, but the, LeBron doesn't care about that. That that, yeah. that doesn't matter. I I don't. My world doesn't revolve around. Well, is the NBA at its most popular? I don't really care about that. It's whether I want to watch it or not. And if you don't want to watch it, fine. I'm mean, a broken record with this stuff. That's two different things. Except you said earlier this week, it it is. To a degree, but it goes back to you were having more fun earlier in the playoffs because the games were unpredictable, and the playoffs have kind of lost some sizzle now because they're pretty predictable. You knew the Lakers were going to beat the Nuggets, and you knew the Lakers were going to beat the Heat. You're going to be right on both counts. But I knew the Lakers and and Celtics were going to meet in the finals, and back in my day, and it was awesome, and I already knew. But you didn't know so, who was going to win. Okay, fine. So, I mean, there's been plenty of finals where we can pick two. You say you could pick two or three teams and you could pick the two of them. And then if you don't have injuries, who's to say if the Heat wouldn't have had these injuries that it wouldn't have been far more competitive? It sucks that they had injuries. But that that's over here. I, I'm, I don't try to squeeze every last buck out of Joe Blow in Oshkosh and make sure he's watching television and then the advertising rates go up. I have nothing to do with that, nor do I care. I wish the NBA well. I wish everybody well. Get as much money as you can in whatever business you are in. I'm all for that. I'm just talking about the competitive balance, not the TV ratings. Okay, but the the, the two go hand in hand. The competitive balance sinks but it okay, and the ratings but I don't care too. about it. it. Maybe it does go hand in hand. But if I'm a GM, I don't care about TV ratings. Right. That's but, some- if, but if I'm a GM, I care that the Lakers tampered with a guy who was under contract for another, I don't know, two years, year and a half, whatever it was. Yes. And then leveraged him out and built a title team. And you're like, come on. You're, right, you're not that has nothing remotely. to do with TV ratings. Well, I except that the ratings, have, the ratings have gone down because the public has decided the Lakers I, are guilty of doing that. So they do kind of go hand in hand. But leaving that aside, that's bad for the game, and there's no sign that that's about to stop. 
I don't know who it's going to be in 2023, but it's going to happen in 2023 or 2024. There's no. We've had three examples now over the last decade. We've had a hundred examples over the last 50 years. Abdul wind his way out of Milwaukee to go to the Lakers. Why is it just brand new? This isn't new. The Lakers have been in half the finals. This is this is an old, old, old story. It has nothing to do with the Heat and LeBron and Dwayne Wade getting together. I, 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 I imagine I don't know this, but Wilt he ended up just miraculously playing for the Lakers. Miraculously, my guess, my guess is no. Shaq miraculously ended up playing for the Lakers. No, this has been going on forever. This is not anything new here. And the TV ratings, whoop de freaking do. They are what they are. But from a, I'm talking about a competitive balance standpoint. That's what matters to me. The competitive balance. I'd be just as fine. I don't care who's in. Milwaukee could have got in. If they got in, they got in. It doesn't matter to me. And so, yeah, the TV ratings would have tanked. Sucks for them. But so what? That's over here. That's a popularity contest. And I'm not interested in a popularity contest. I've never worried about being popular. I want to be true to myself and say what I think. And over here, it's about competitive balance. That's the issue that the NBA, to me, is a far bigger issue. And I realize TV money matters, and I'm naive, and and I'm being stupid, but I just don't care about it. Others do. You obviously obsess over TV ratings. To me, I don't doesn't matter. I'm talking about the competitive balance. And the reality is here is that if you're with the Lakers, you've got to suck to suck. And the Jazz to be great, you've got to be really good. Not you can't just be average. You've got to be really good. And that's a problem here. Location in that way matters. And I don't know. It's not state taxes. That was an archaic thought. I always thought it was crap the first time you heard the herd say it. I thought it was dumb because they make so much money. It doesn't even have to be warm because Chicago isn't warm and Boston isn't warm. And Hayward chose to go there when he could have gone to Miami. So all that stuff. It's what is the biggest markets. That's what's driving. Where can I get the biggest flub? acclaim basically and that's a problem and it's always going to be a problem but it's always been a problem it's not new california texas and florida oh what is it going to be i think it's gonna be like 18 out of 22 titles now 17 out of 22 titles since jordan left those are the teams that are winning watch those guys because they're the ones piling up the championships and everybody else if you do everything right if you're good and you're lucky one might break your way yeah DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.